Welcome to the WSU Wheat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Lyon, and I want to thank you for joining me as we explore the world of small grains production and research at Washington State University. In each episode, I speak with researchers from WSU and the USDA ARS to provide you with insights into the latest research on wheat and barley production. If you enjoy the WSU Wheat Beat podcast, do us a favor and subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. And leave us a review while you're there so others can find the show too. My guest today is Keith Curran. Keith is a research associate working under Dr. Bill Pan and the project coordinator for the WSU Farmers Network. He began working for the WSU Farmers Network in November of 2018 and is currently developing a database to incorporate new website features to be released in March of this year. Hello, Keith. Good afternoon, Dr. Lyon. Thank you for having me. Uh, It's a pleasure. I'd like you to tell us a little bit more about your Farmers Network. What, What is it? Thank you for asking. The WS Farmers Network uh, is based on a concept by Dr. Haying Tao, uh, who's been working and developing this project for almost two years now. Uh, Dr. Tao has been working together with four universities as part of what's called the DIFM project. The acronym stands for Data Intensive Farm Management. Um, And the tools that we're developing with this group involve big data uh, and machine learning, and it's fairly revolutionary. Uh, While the concept of a farmers network and on-farm research collaboration is not a new one, The approach that the WSU Farmers Network is taking is unique and powerful, I believe. The Farmers Network obviously is for co-innovation. It's a co-innovation platform uh, to advance soil and nutrition management, crop productivity, farm sustainability, profit, and you advance these goals through collaborative on-farm research, extension education, and participatory learning. Growers who directly participate in on-farm research have benefited by learning firsthand which practices are better choices and which Uh, are able to fine-tune their nutrient management systems and other practices through their collaborative processes. Okay. So as you said, we've had farm on-farm research for a long time, but this is kind of taking it to a a new level. Yes. Okay. And why do you think the Farmers Network is an important tool in advancing farming? Well, some of the the traditional goals of a Farmers Network is to facilitate information and idea sharing between farmers, uh, agronomists, researchers, and uh, other stake stakeholders. Um, Other goals are to increase, improve, and enhance on-farm research collaboration. Uh, And through the function of our advisory committees, targeting research and extension uh, needs to generate scientific publications and extension uh, bulletins. Uh, Farming, as you know, is challenging. Uh, Farmers have to wear many hats in their day-to-day operations. Um, They manage thousands of acres of crops, often scattered across many miles. And their fields vary by soil, water, climate, fertility, weed, and disease characteristics. Um, They differ in management uh, history, ownership, and landowner landowner restrictions. Uh, All these factors simultaneously interact at different levels to create challenges to information gathering and the application of that information in management. Uh, The WSU Farmers Network offers important and unique tools that provides a hosted big data platform. Uh, in a centralized database from which farmers, stakeholders, uh, and researchers can collect and analyze data, exchange information, and apply what's been learned. And so um, the application of these digital tools and technology allow us to collect large amounts of georeferenced, high-resolution, high-quality data that support real-time learning and create low-risk decision-making for growers. And that's really uh, what our goals are, the fundamental goals are. 
Okay. So um, this big data idea, I think um, that's kind of what's been missing for a lot of time is the ability to handle all this data because you're going to collect a huge amount of data if it's all site specific and all of these farms. So that's really the unique characteristic that's you're bringing to bear on this big problem that we, we have is making site-specific recommendations over a geography that's as variable as Eastern Washington. Right. And I, I think when you think about the traditional challenges to doing something like this, um, first of all, you've got the limited bandwidth of farms. So how do you get their data from their farm up into the cloud, up into our servers for processing into the database and, of course, analysis? Um, uploading a shapefile on a farm's metered connection uh, usually will exhaust most farmers' monthly bandwidth pretty quickly and their patients, I imagine, in a very short amount of time. Uh, so we're trying to make the upload process simple for storing data uh, on our secure database in our uh, cloud uh, and parsing that file and information into the, into the database schema. Um, also, when you think about how traditionally researchers, they, they store their their data and their information, it's not centralized. They store it in Excel files, PDFs, Word. And what we're trying to do is get everybody to play in the same sandbox, get all that information, get that data onto a centralized database um, and not have it be scattered amongst the different uh, individuals that are part of the collaborative process so that we're all working from the same page and um, facilitating that collaborative uh, efficiency. Um, obviously, when you're working with cutting edge technology, funding is an issue, licensing. Uh, for example, uh, when you bring a file up onto the cloud server, from a farmer shape file, for example, parsing that file into the database, if you were to pay somebody to do that and to code that to create the scripts, it's generally less expensive to license a product or to purchase a product uh, that you can simply retool for that purpose. And so we've been investigating different technologies um, and so obviously we, we wish to fund these, technolo these technological innovations uh, at some point. So that's a challenge as well. And then finally, um, creating the tools to perform the data analysis on a server to remove the need from downloading terabytes of data to a local machine where it's traditionally analyzed and processed. This is what we're also striving to accomplish. So performing the analysis on the server so that it doesn't have to be taken off the server and then put back. All these things, I think, are really important towards having a unique and, dare I say, first-to-market solution because there's not a lot of people that are doing this right now. And so we're trying to, to get these tools in place so that we can be one of the first folks to, to be doing this. Yeah, I would think that would be one of the challenges is I know how much time I spend in my program bringing data, analyzing the data, thinking about it, what does it mean, getting it, but you'll want to take all this data and have some kind of way of processing fairly quickly because I'm assuming growers are going aren't going to wait for three years till you write a journal article to to know what what their data is telling them. So there's going to have to be some kind of process to to analyze and interpret that data in a fairly short order, I would think. Right, and that's the beautiful thing about big data and having this. We're hosting our our own server, so the idea is to get farmers uh, to the WSU Farmers Network website where they can log in and see what's happening in real time. So I, I believe that, um, you know, having them participate where they, and then having a functional web page where they really want to go to it and having the features used 
by the farmers. That's important. Okay. So how can farmers participate in the on-farm research if they have an interest in that? Well, thank you for asking. Farmers and interested stakeholders can register for membership online at farmersnetwork.wsu.edu. Membership takes only a few seconds and is presently free, although I think that there's plans to add some paid membership levels of service in the near future to cover the cost of hosting the database and, of course, the licensing uh, for the web server software. Um, but I can also be contacted directly. My contact information is on the website, and I'm located in room 171 in Johnson Hall at the WSU Pullman campus. And email address, is that a good way to contact you? Or? Sure. Uh, my email address is uh, my first name, Keith, uh, dot last name Curran, C-U-R-R-A-N, at wsu.edu. And I welcome your emails. Okay. Well, it's a very exciting and, and ambitious goal, but I think it really could be changing the whole way we do on-farm research extension work. So I'm really excited to watch and see how this develops. And I hope uh, growers will go to your website and take a look at it and think about it and perhaps contact you. So once again, could you give us the, the web address for the website? Sure. It's farmersnetwork.wsu.edu. All right. Thank you very much, Keith. Thank you. Thanks for joining us and listening to the WSU Wheat Beat Podcast. If you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. If you have questions or topics you'd like to hear on future episodes, please email me at drew.lyon, that's L-Y-O-N, at wsu.edu. You can find us online at smallgrains.wsu.edu and on Facebook and Twitter at WSU Small Grains. The WSU Wheat Beat Podcast is a production of Connors Communications in the College of Agricultural, Human, and Natural Resource Sciences at Washington State University. I'm Drew Lyon. We'll see you next time.